The viral phenomenon known as the Scott Kaplan dancing video. Now, you've been holding back because you actually have – you made that video a while ago, and you never really – kind of pushed to put it on social media. I had to coax it out of you. And look, you are a viral sensation for your challenged dancing. I do feel like a viral sensation. I do feel like I've gone worldwide. Um, I do feel like my dance moves have been celebrated. No, you're what? What did you, you know, call I just, them? I just feel like, like my motion, my yeah, dancing. Yeah. Motion. I would say there is motion. motion. There's yes. motion. LZ? There's motion. Yes. I'm talking we can about. corroborate that. Yes. Let, me, let me tell you guys something. You see, you guys sound like haters because there's a whole lot of people out there that are saying, you know what? He's really on. His beat is good. His, his snapping of the finger is good. There are a lot of questions as well, like, what are you looking for? And who seems to be not around you that you're looking at? What's going on with that? And then there's just everybody else. It's like, what are you? You're showing off your girlfriend's kitchen. Is that what's happening here? So there's been a lot of feedback. Perhaps no, no, no. no? The, no? the proportions are definitely off. Really? There are not a lot of people saying he's got the moves. Yeah, no, no, beat. no. There's not. No. As a matter of fact, Jorge Briones, who is one of our great producers here, wants to chime in. Hey, he listen, saw the video. I saw Hi, the video yesterday. Yeah. And then I saw something moving more than you did, and that's your liquid courage, man. <laughs> yeah. The wine in the glass definitely is moving more than you. That's for sure. But the yeah. really offensive part was that you were trying to first drag down an entire race because of your bad dancing, and then you transferred over and tried to tear down your entire community for your bad dancing. Yes. And I had to defend white people and Jewish people because, no, 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 this is just you. Yeah, You're you definitely, singular. you lashed out. Like, yes. you were lashing out in every different direction. You were taking yeah. people down with you. You basically yeah. did what Greg did to Laura the other day yes. when we were doing that Kat Von D discussion. I was looking for a community of people that could support me. So I said, hey, white people, come on. Like, help me nope. out here. And then I said, come on to my Hebrew brothers and sisters nope. out there. Shabbat Shalom on a Friday mm -hmm. night. Come on, nope. work with me. I spent too many nights out in New York. Sorry, bruh. <laughs> That's Brustine to you, pal. Well, Brustine weren't dancing like that in the clubs with me. <laughs> that is just singular. I was like, that. What, what is happening now is an anomaly, and I will call it out for what it is. Now, I will say this about you. Um, because you have no shame and no self-awareness, you thought what you were doing was a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I applaud you for being able to walk in your truth. But in this scenario, my friend, the emphasis is on your and not on truth. Hmm. I got to soak that all in for a second here. I got to yeah. take that in and let well, it marinate. Well, basically, I just said you're a bad dancer. There. Yeah, that's what we said, <laughs> yeah, like, in a really right. nice way. Right. I was trying to be um, nice about it. But yeah. uh, you're, you're just a really, 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 truly one of the worst dancers I've ever seen in my life. It's really bad. It's really bad. I'm going to tell you guys right now. You guys sound like haters, okay? Nope, sorry. And, and there's a lot of people out there, and I mean a lot, LZ. I'm Hating talking like a lot, lots like, of them. Like a handful? That are like, dude, you got moves, man. No, we all agree you got moves. They just aren't good ones. They aren't the good ones, though. Yeah. Right. There was one uh, person who tweeted at me who had me somewhat alarmed. Do you guys know anybody named Amanda Brown? Does that name sound familiar Oh, to you? yeah. It's our boss, actually. Okay, because there must be two. Because there's this one on Twitter who said, you're fired because we can't have somebody who dances like that or tries to dance like that work here at 710. But then there's this other really nice Amanda who's over on Instagram, and she's like, give him two vodkas and let's see what he comes up with. Well, this is what I would say, my friend, that if you're at a station with Steve Mason and Travis Rogers and she thinks you're fireable for your dancing, that is an incredibly bad level of dancing. That is so bad that if, if this is really, really, really how my colleagues feel about my dancing, I mean, this is not fireable. This is like, this is like resignable. This is like where you're just so bad Maybe. For, the, for the business. So you're just like, listen, I got to just do the right thing. Maybe right. you have I, to do what you have to do. I, I but am a little I, shocked that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> now, Greg, there have been some suggestions. And since your management, I'll go to you first here. There have been some suggestions of a, a bad dance-off. A bandsaw, and yeah. between Steve Mason and Scott Kaplan. Now, LZ, do you want to include Travis in this? No, because Travis is the victim. <laughs> he he, he no, doesn't want anything tea. to do with this. 
you know, Sweet T would kick their ass, but, but Travis I mean, might get caught. Steve Mason <laughs> has Steve Mason. Um, I, I mean, he he anything that involves moving makes me fearful for his life. So I, I when I saw he couldn't actually run up and down a basketball court without face face planting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's more than so, that, though. Steve Mason can't do anything that involves movements. He has tried to jump over a stick and fell and broke his foot. Uh, he had the wow. mace plant. I almost spit out my drink when you said <laughs> Wow. Oh, remember when he went to Costa Rica or wherever the hell and, like, you know, yes. fell down some stairs or whatever the hell? He wasn't even drinking. He just fell down the stairs. Yes. He so, just fell yeah. downstairs completely sober and knocked his head. You know, one thing I think you guys are, are missing, though, here in all of this is mm. that I think that the music, LZ, I'm about to make another reach here. Uh, uh-oh. I think that the music may have been off for you guys. Like, like no, I like it. I no, enjoy sorry. Yacht Rock. Mm-mm. No, I, sorry. Now, no, now, no. Now, wait, no, no, don't, don't besmirch no, Steely no. Dan now. No, he's, like, now he's now doing it to the music. Right, right. But let me, First, but, it was white people. Right. Second, it was your Jewish brothers and sisters. Correct. And now you're besmirching Steely Just Dan. Just take the L, man. It's okay. But, we all have L's in our closet. Take yours and go home. Okay, but I'm, okay. Just trying, I'm just trying to do one last ditch effort here. Wait, wait. Before you do that, yeah. we got a tweet that just rolled in 25 seconds ago from Hovick. Mm-hmm. Hovick says, Scott's dancing was hard to watch. I cringed a few times. Even my five-year-old boy asked me if you, Scott, were having a stroke. I didn't have wow. an answer for him. Wow. The answer is I'm not sure. I mean, it, maybe that's the deal, LZ. Maybe, maybe there was something involved here that we're not even looking at. You know, maybe there was some medical condition that night. Did you think of that? No. You clearly no. didn't because you're here and you didn't go to the doctor. Right. That's true. That's yeah, true. so that uh, kind of ruins that. But, but so. can I just say this? Now, Laura, you guys changed the music now, right? I mean, there's a new tweet out there. There was the original, which was the Steely Dan music. Mm-hmm. And now you guys have changed the music. So now maybe if LZ and George and everybody else sees me dance to the same dance, no. different song, maybe no. everybody goes, okay, see, now I get it. Now no. it really looks no. good. No, no. I was no. just making fun of you when I said you should have been doing to that. You should have been dancing to that song because all you did was snap, but you had no movement. Oh, that was making fun. Uh, I yeah. thought you were telling me how good I was. No, no. I guess not I at missed all. the sarcasm in the text. <laughs> My bad. Mm, My bad. I was really like shocked, you know, because I'm used to seeing like poor dancers or whatever. Sure. And it's just like you know, it's like whatever. It's like everyone's got their own joy, and I like have been to like a billion concerts, so I've seen all kinds of. You know, gyrations to songs and things. I had never seen someone turn like Finding Nemo into like. You did look like Finding Nemo. There we go. I was wondering because I did say you looked like you were looking for directions, but Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, this is really bad. Yeah. That may, that may become my new club name. When we all go back to clubs, when we go back out and we're back out in bars and clubs, that may be my new name. You know? Well, I, I think what you do is this. I think if, we, if, if you had like a DJ name, it would be Nemo, DJ Nemo yeah, now. MC Nemo. Right, or MC, yeah. Um, but I think either way, like, I think this is the move. So if you haven't seen how bad Scott dances, just go to ESPN Los Angeles' Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, and, and by the way, g- come with an open mind, okay? I mean, don't, don't come like you've heard all the negative reviews about coming to America last week, and then you watched it, and you were like, you know, I kind of liked it. Come with an open mind. Because at the end of the dance, you might be thinking to yourself, you know what? That, that makes me want to get up and dance. And then I, you might feel good about it. I just really doubt that. But, you know, I'm not going to jump ahead of the game. I'll just simply say this. That you dance like someone whose pop culture references ends in 1997. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag 97. It's true. Told you yesterday I was moonwalking around the house the other day. Hardwood floor socks, man. Michael Jackson, 1983 Grammys. <laughs> what was that? I know there was a drop, but what was that? What was that from? You've never heard that trumpet fuera? Oh no, I just didn't know what it was though. Yeah, I, I, Sábado Gigante, he's done. Yeah, but like, it played yeah. it played so low that I couldn't even hear what it was. No, it's al chacal. I'm yeah. sure. If, once you said Sábado Gigante, I knew what I was talking it about. It was like All you're right. done, Cap. You're done. So <laughs> for what? Right. Well, speaking of speaking of dancing, yeah. the Lakers play tonight. Oh. They do. Yes, that's yeah. called a hard transition, Scott. That is. That but let me. Good. Can I explain it, chacal, before we move on? Because Laura Laura wants us to do fuera. Uh, so just for those that don't know, people who speak Spanish, uh, who have an abuelita, 
uh, who probably watched this show growing up, called Sábado Gigante. It's uh, Big Saturday on Univision. Mm -hmm. And the host was named Don Francisco. And they used to have, like, uh, basically like a uh, talent portion of the show, let's just call it, right? And if you were stinky, there would be a person that would come out that looked like the Grim Reaper with a trumpet. And they would then uh, play the trumpet. And that's what you heard there, Laura. So if you want to play it one more time so it doesn't feel completely out of place, go ahead, play it. If anybody right, so wants to coach me up, I'm I'm a coachable player. No, you're not. So, yes, no, coachable. You're not. No, you're not. No, you're anybody not. Now the Lakers, on the other hand, they've you're got the some Jamarcus coachable Russell players. of dancing. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, I guess I, it's better than being the Ryan Leaf of dancing, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the the Lakers, though, coachable. Uh, very coachable. Uh, no AD again today. Again, he will be reevaluated. Um, and that will happen tonight because my guess is. You know, the last time I saw him out there before a game, he was doing some shooting, no real work with it, you know, with his feet. It was literally just standing there, just standing, shooting, you know, shots, but and getting some shots up. But there was some news last night in the NBA that broke very late, actually, after the Clippers trounced the Golden State Warriors. And that is PJ Tucker is going to be available. And basically teams now have just gotten to this point with players, they're just like so do you want to play anymore? Because we're probably going to try to trade you. Yeah, I don't want to be here, so I'll just sit. And we're good? Yeah, we're good. So that's kind of what's happening with P.J. Tucker and LaMarcus Aldridge, as we talked about yesterday and the day before. But now P.J. Tucker is in that mix. But here's the thing, LZ. Mm -hmm. P.J. Tucker is 35 years old, mm -hmm. but I feel like he is a guy that – is very much someone that if he goes to the right contender could swing some stuff in the playoff picture. He is definitely someone that could come in for the Lakers in exchange for someone we currently have, and that would be an upgrade. But he's not what we need in and of himself as we're currently constructed. Because you don't think he has enough size. He doesn't have enough size. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not a very good defender. He is. That doesn't mean that he's not tough in the post. He is. But what the Lakers need is that rim runner. What the Lakers need is that lob threat. What the Lakers need is a seven-footer who's athletic and can move. However, if you want to swap out P.J. Tucker for another one of our players, like a Wesley Matthews, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Wesley's been disappointing. I think we all can agree that. Um, and PJ is a decent three-point shooter from that corner. And he's a physical defender. And he's tough as hell. And, Scott, I, and, and I love sorry, that. Go ahead. And, I just, Scott, and I love that. Scott, what do you think of a potential PJ Tucker move? Well, I think that everybody who becomes available – is somebody that the three of us evaluate and try and decide if that person works for what the Lakers need. And if the Lakers are going to go after a guy like P.J. Tucker, who's 6'5", but 265, so kind of not as tall. We're all talking about 6'11 and 7 feet, but he's big-bodied and tough and the kind of guy that everybody loves to have on their team because he's, he's just one of those physical, tough kind of guys. Great, but... If you're going to go get P.J. Tucker, it means you're going to probably start making changes to the roster because that might indicate that AD's not really anytime soon and maybe not even this year. And I'll tell you this right now, KD's injury in, in Brooklyn, that's got me worried more about AD. The less he plays, the more worried I am about AD. Because he's had 18 months to get back on the floor. That's my point. Yeah. Thanks for that is interesting. That is interesting. But the now, injuries are two totally different injuries. One, well, one was an Achilles tear, like a complete right. tear. Off of another short stint in trying to rest and rush to come back. Right. Remember, it was a double whammy with KD. But, it, but I do understand, because it's all Achilles-related, why it, it would you know, why Scott would bring it up because it, it makes you more cautious, right? Like you, I almost feel like you have to be more cautious because of it. Because if, if he comes back too soon... Uh, or if, if he's convinced he's healthy and the medical team's convinced he's healthy and he comes back too soon and he gets hurt worse than he is, and then it's not just now, it's all of next year, because we're seeing the after effects on a guy like KD. It's been, what, 10 games? 
I'm so sorry. Are you I reading just, these tweets coming in? No, I just saw this meme on JLo. <laughs> and, it's, and it's Jennifer Lopez after she receives her eighth engagement ring and it's got her holding up this Thanos glove. <laughs> she has a lot of them. The joke that's going on is that J-Lo has more rings than Tom Brady. Uh, but, I mean, it, it, it has been we, – look, we'll get to – let's get to that. Let's get to that. But let's ask – but hit us up if you're if, – if, hit us up. It is if, sorry, right? It's not right. It's not. It's not. But we'll get to uh, to J Lo and A Rod here in a second too. But uh, it, it, PJ Tucker, Laker fans, you in? You out? But you have to make a deal. That's not coming on a buyout. You're gonna have to make a move. He makes eight million dollars. So you're gonna have to move something to get something. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. We'll have some of that. Uh, and apparently, uh, J Lo being Thanos coming up in just a few moments. This segment or this portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. We are back in two and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Listen, man. Just because you don't know Sean Paul temperature, mm-hmm. that's on you. Uh, there's J Lo. Don't be on the fooled by the rocks that she got. Emphasis on rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rocks. Lots so of rocks. J Lo and A Rod <laughs> no longer a couple. Now, um, so there's a lot of memes out there. LZ referenced the uh, J Lo Thanos ha- uh, meme with all the jewels on the hand. Uh, there have been a lot of Tom. She has more rings than Tom Brady. I like uh, there's a lot of stuff out there today about them, too. Um, real quick, before we get into that, though, I want to shout out. We've been shouting out local businesses, mom and pop businesses. I want to shout out uh, a pharmacy in Pasadena. I used to live in Pasadena. This place right on Colorado. It's called Arcade Lane Compounding Pharmacy, ALCR, Arcade Lane Compounding Pharmacy, uh, right on Colorado. It's a mom and pop place, okay? Like, you don't get a lot of these mom and pop drugstores anymore. If you can support it, obviously, times are crazy. Uh, feel free to do that. Um, now, That's here's where you the find thing. The vaccine, by the way, it's those kinds of places you find a little extra vaccine. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, That's here's the deal. What? <laughs> what? What? That's based on what? No, no, seriously. Like you know, a lot of people are are going to pharmacies and they're walking in like, "Hey, you guys got the vaccine?" And they're like, "Well, but later if we have extras, Did you, you can get come that back from in. QAnon." Or you no, get that that's from not it? true. I have seen report, I have seen news, actual news, local news stories like Wait, that that I'll people throw, are going I've gone to like these mom and pop like it was actually on CNN. I Wait, saw this. But, but I I I was I was simply it. I would simply say that uh I have bared witness to major corporate uh pharmacies being able to do the same thing. So it's no, not just a mom and pop thing. CVS and Walgreens, I've witnessed it the same way too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying any kind of drugstore. That's that's a, and especially <laughs> if it's a hometown small place, you know, you walk in and take your shot or take your chance to get your shot. And that's how Mason got his. He said he I, was in like a. CVS. I just don't want to put information out there having people showing up to mom and pops demanding vaccines that they don't have. That's all. No, don't demand them. Just <laughs> see if you can get lucky. It's really what it's about. The lottery. Yeah. 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 But all right. Yeah. So anyway, what you were saying, George, before um, we got all irresponsible and stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> J-Lo and, and A-Rod. So this is funny. So, uh, you know, look, Alex has uh, been on the show with you and me, LZ, multiple times over the yes, years. Yes, um, I, go, I go way back with Alex. Um, and his publicist is um, a friend of mine, and he's also the publicist for Jay-Z and Beyonce. And I remember, and I had this, so I text him the same thing I text him when him and J-Lo got together, when Alex and J-Lo got together. I said, you know, I really think your job is really cool, except days like today. Um, and, you know, and today I sent him the same text. I have yet to get a response. I just sent it a little while ago. Um, but I would imagine that uh, days like today are not necessarily fun um, for people like that who have to uh, be the publicist for some of these celebrity types. But, yeah, look, man. These kids, I thought they were going to last, LZ. Well, you know, I don't know anything about their personal relationships or anything. I'll just simply say that if you are willing to 
have your romantic relationship be the, the stuff of magazines and television reports with you being a participant, then you got to be willing to deal with your memes. I mean, that's just, if, if you're if you're doing interviews and, and, and pictures and all that and saying, oh, we're so great together. We're so great together. Then you got to be willing to deal with the fallout if you break up. Yeah, I saw um, so much of them together thinking, OK, well, they're not married. They're engaged. They keep setting a date. They're canceling. OK, they're not married, but they seem to have intertwined a lot of their brands and businesses and business dealings and things and. So I was a little shocked, but I always wonder about when do these things happen? You know, if a publicist has to deal with it, does A-Rod call his publicist and go, yo, me and J-Lo just broke up. Go ahead, put it out. Or is this like a couple weeks later? It's like, okay, it's time to release this. This is now, it's going to get out there. We got to no. let everybody so know about it. So according to the stories I saw on page six and TMZ, and page six was the one that broke it, that their reps had not responded to them just yet, that this was just their reporting. Um, and, it, it, you know, they, look, these... <laughs> These people, particularly J-Lo, gets, you know, followed by these uh, outlets all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've got plenty of people in the bag uh, for them when it comes to these celebrity sightings and, and their dealings, you know? Yeah, you know, listen, I don't know who the next guy is that gets a chance to date J-Lo. But, uh, I mean, rebound guy, good good place to be. Uh, as far as, like, thereafter, you know, famous, rich, yeah. tall, good-looking. I mean, it's it's pretty tough to stack Do you want to redo your dancing video? She's a great dancer, you know? So I would take coaching from her. I would. <laughs> no, no J-Lo, don't do it. You're Phil Jackson. Do not bring your record down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Phil Jackson uh, Phil Jackson coached Michael and Scotty and then coached Shaq and Kobe. This is not that. I'm no. an undrafted free agent that just needs good coaching. Yeah, this is when Phil coached Smush Parker. <laughs> that hurts george i'll tell you it's getting personal now you know and, and and even everybody that's saying that this is like the male version of an elaine bennis seinfeld kind of dance see now you're getting personal at this point so i like this tweet that just came in a little while ago in the last segment it's from ricardo ricardo granados okay uh it says sedano yo my dancing is decent but watching cap Made me feel like I'm Sean McVay, a.k.a. S-Boogie, a.k.a. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> S-Boogie, post something on Instagram, baby. Yeah. Let us see them moves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so, if you look like Scott, you're not going to be called S-Boogie anymore. <laughs> yeah, then I'll get that nickname. Yeah. No, you would never get that nickname. Yeah. I'm going to work on it. Uh, uh, LZ, let me ask yes. you this, because we were okay. talking about um, P.J. Tucker earlier. Uh -huh. we, we Now... Victor Oladipo is also probably available on that roster. Like, here's the deal. The Rockets need to tank this year. Like, they, they do. They, like, strategically need to tank. Now, they've lost 14 in a row, I believe. But they, they do need to tank. So they might as well just dump everybody. Oladipo's going to be a, a free agent anyway. He, and Oladipo's weird because he played really well in Indiana to start the season. Then when he was traded to Houston, he had, like, a, a foot injury and then came back and – just hasn't been the same guy. Now, granted, the team kind of stinks, but maybe there's not the effort there. But if, if you're if you're interested, and it seems like you are interested, if you're you know you were running the Lakers in kicking the tires on PJ Tucker, would you go like full overhaul and just say, hey, what does it cost for Oladipo? Do if I was aware that AD may be out for the season, or we may not get AD until. Say if we make it to the finals, then he'll be available. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Then I think if I'm, you know, Palenka, I'm thinking, okay, I need to quickly remake this roster to make it a more LeBron-centric uh, roster as opposed to a LeBron and AD roster. Understand that AD is a cheat code, right? So then I would look. Okay, I need to surround LeBron with shooters, which PJ Tucker is a pretty good shooter especially from the corners. As is Oladipo, he's worked on his shot, though I still consider him to be more of a slasher. Correct. Um, he can knock down that three. Um, I will then consider remaking the team to fit or appear to look as if it was the kind of teams that LeBron has taken to the finals nine out of ten times. Well, but here's the difference now. So now, you know, P.J. Tucker makes $8 million. So all you got to do is I come with yeah, I got that. I got yeah, that. With, yeah, within yeah. 20% of that, right? right? So you have to get to $6.4 Now, if you combine their salaries, they make approximately $28 million. So you mm -hmm. got to get to like 22 dollars at that point to get both of those guys. 
Um, and again, the Oladipo thing may be a rental. So I, I don't I, – I think P.J. Tucker, while also being a rental, feels like someone you could re-sign mm -hmm. unless you think you're willing to re-sign Oladipo as a reclamation project. Well, I, I feel that the idea of it being a rental doesn't bother me because the reason why you're remaking the team to fit a LeBron is because AD is temporarily out. So the circumstances are is also temporary, like those players to us are temporary. So I don't mind that notion. And I have faith in Palenka that if we were to do that, and we win a championship, we don't win a championship, but AD is completely healthy the next year, I have faith in Palenka to be able to remake the roster again to fit the AD LeBron model that he came into this year with. So I am not thinking that we need to be married to any of these players because the circumstances are temporary. So, Greg, you, what was your question? So it actually, I thought about it. It doesn't make sense. I was saying that because we're halfway through the season, their salary numbers get cut in half, but that also means that the Lakers' salary numbers Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah I, you, I thought about yeah, you, I got you, it. Yeah, I got it. Wow. You really yeah. jumped into the group text like, hey, this is an emergency. I really got to make sure you guys know. And now, now you're like, doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, I'm glad you caught yourself because I, I was I confused as to what kind of math you were doing when you said, aren't those salaries in half because we're halfway through the season? Yeah, that would be for everybody, caught. though. Yes, yes, for everybody. I got it. <laughs> Is that why you sound so low? Because you, you don't know. No, it's, it's right inside. It's as far as towards just my mouth saying. as I can get it. Okay. Boy, we're just doing that on Friday, huh? I mean, it is a Friday. It's, you know. I'll tell right. you right now, my, my dancing looks better than his voice sounds when his mic is so far away. There it is. Well, yeah, let's not get crazy. Okay. Mm, yeah. yeah. You're still crazy. trying to salvage that video, dog. It's too oh, yeah. late, man. I know. It's Even when late. they edited it and they put in the, you know, the purple and the gold and they changed the music, I'm still trying to salvage it some way. Yeah. Now, let me sell. I can sell you on this, LZ. Can I sell you on something, Scott and LZ, real quick? Sure. Now, Again, I would not want to – I'm going to say this in the front. I would not want to do what you're doing, LZ, and just kind of blow up this roster um, in, in that situation. However, if it were to happen, okay, I would consider it if you could then flip Oladipo, in theory, for a better player after you rehabilitate his career, like, let's say, a Bradley Beal. Right? Because the Wizards are going to want picks, but they're probably going to want players too. And there's probably, if you can rehab Oladipo to being the guy he was at the beginning of the season, forget about the guy pre-injury. He was really good at the beginning of the season. If you can just do that, maybe you can then flip him as a sign and trade as an asset for someone better or multiple players. So just because you go all in now... You know, where initially I was like, mm, I'm not feeling you, LZ. You may be able to use those that particular player as an asset to then restock your roster. Um, you could do that, but I'm just focused in on in the you're, event that AD's not healthy, what can we do right now? Okay, so basically you're willing to push all your chips to the middle of the table, Yes. Yeah, for now, understanding okay. that I can reload in the offseason. Okay, 877-710-ESPN. Load it up on the phones, 877-710-3776. We'll take some of your calls. We also have our game, overrated, underrated, properly rated, all coming up next. We're back in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, overrated, underrated, properly rated is brought to you by microphones. Apparently, I need a new one. Uh, let's go with this first one. We're doing a famous birthday category. Um, and there is no, we're not going to do any category ever again because LZ doesn't like it. It makes fun of me and I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's not that he doesn't like it. He just wants <laughs> you to be thorough and, and, and you so you know, consistent. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm making it funny, Scott. Um, all right. So the three names are, and you're going to make fun of me for one of them. I'm already ready Okay. For it. Good. This is Li what we want. Yes. Liza Minnelli. Oh. Daryl Strawberry. Okay. And Frank Welker. 
Who? Now, I'm sure you don't know who Frank Welker is, but he is the voice of Scooby-Doo and Freddy in the Scooby-Doo cartoons. Oh. Ooh. So, who's George, going first? Go first? George, who? go ahead. Me? George, your name. Um, yes. All right, so Frank Welker, Daryl Strawberry. And, and Liza Minnelli. And Liza Minnelli. Um, okay, so I would say Daryl Strawberry is overrated. Because Daryl Strawberry, while he was a phenomenon for a very short amount of time, his career did not pan out the way that we expected it was going to be. So I, I think he's actually the easy overrated one there. I would go properly rated with Liza Minnelli because, you know, like she's been in a million things in her life and everyone knows how great she is. And then Frank Welker, since I didn't know, but now you told me who he is, I have a tremendous amount of respect for voice actors, uh, particularly someone because the, the range on those voices are different. So I, I feel like underrated on Frank Welker, who is the voice of Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me jump right in here. I'm going to say uh, properly rated is Scooby-Doo guy. Okay, I didn't know that he did two voices. I didn't know Scooby and Shaggy. Is that what you said? Yes. No, Freddy. Freddy. It's oh, Freddy. Scooby Sorry, Fred. Fred. Fred Scooby, not Freddy. Okay, Scooby yeah, and Fred. Call. Okay. So I'm going to say that that is uh, that is properly. Did I say properly rated? Or did I say underrated. Properly. Thank you. Um, underrated. I'm going to go with Daryl Strawberry because really? he played in a period of time where he was all on some craziness at the time in the 80s and drugs, and he's talked a lot about that in his life, and he's really seemed to have had like a lot of ebbs and flows to his life. And I'm going to say kind of underrated because I should catch up with what's going on in Daryl Strawberry's latest. But Liza Minnelli, like Liza Minnelli, just fine, I suppose. Uh, a little bit more of a Barbara Streisand guy than a Liza Minnelli guy if I had to choose. So I'm just putting Liza as overrated. Arthur movies. Just All a right. final thought, Arthur movies. I liked Arthur. I did too. All right. Bye. I got Liza Minnelli as overrated. Oh. I have, prop- have Daryl Strawberry as properly rated, and I have, to George's point, our voice actor underrated because, honestly, every voice actor is underrated because we don't even know who they are, and yet we love them. Right. Yeah. Why is Liza overrated? I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. You just don't like her work. Okay, it's fine. No, it's not, it's not that I don't like her work. It's just... Was it the hair? Was it the hair, LZ? Yeah, it's just... Honestly, she's never done a single thing that has moved me. Okay. Every, every, everything I know about her is through the lens of her mom. Right. And, and, like, the tragedy of her trying to live her life while being her mom's shadow. I know... Right. You know, and I've seen stuff she's been in, but yeah. nothing has moved me. Okay, fair enough. Next, Greg. All right. So on this date in 1988, Rick Astley became a two began a properly rated, run. underrated, <laughs> properly rated, underrated. <laughs> Number one with "Never Gonna Give You Up." So LZ, as you know, the question is: This song overrated, underrated, or properly? underrated? Underrated. <laughs> so underrated. So underrated. He's yeah. underrated. Yes. The, the era of music is underrated. Yes. Everything about this question is underrated. Yes. <laughs> Rick Astley, I'll tell you this. I thought when I, again, pre-watching the video, I thought Rick Astley was black. He did too. The soul and richness in his voice. Like I thought, like I was a little kid. It was 88. I was like 11. I thought for a second, you know, the first time I heard it, I'll never forget thinking this. I'm like, is that Billy Ocean? Like I didn't know who it was. And then I saw the video. I was like, yo, that is not what I thought Rick Astley looked like. Now so I will underrated. say this. Yeah, I do need to know what he feels about Meghan Markle first, <laughs> before making a complete before decision. making a complete decision. But okay. as of can, now, can we tweet him? Is he on Twitter? Because he might ask? have some Sharon. He, he's got some Pierce Morgan, Sharon Osbourne in him, and I can't mess with him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't mess with him. But if he's not like I, that, then yeah. we're good. Then we're hey, good. we stand for Baldwin Hills, okay? Like, come on now. Just saying. Yeah. That song's from 1988, and yeah. and yeah, and we still play it. We still hear it. Sometimes I rock out to it on occasion. Shocking. I mean, listen, I like the sport jacket with the uh, with the the striped golf shirt and the side to side dance moves. Those aren't so good. I mean, look at him dance. Ugh. But you can't sing like that. 
I could, I could, I could probably in a studio get get to that probably. I mean, think about it. 1988. The Lakers won. The Dodgers won, and yep. Rick Astley came into your life. Nice. I was born. And Laura was <laughs> born. I was born. There you go. Graduated high school. Yeah. There you go. Excellent. Greg, you got one more, or are we good? I, I do. I have another one. Okay. Uh, you guys were just talking about A-Rod and J-Lo splitting up, and we're all very shocked and surprised by this. So let's take <laughs> eh, ish. Let's yeah, ish. I can only take three of the five women that she has been engaged to. So Ben Affleck, A-Rod, and... Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, you were confused because yeah, you said three I, of the five women that he was, she was is engaged Is there a problem, Jonas, uh-huh. being engaged to a woman? No, a I, woman? I, thought, I thought he was referring to Alex Rodriguez. I didn't know who, which side he was referring to. Like, oh, I didn't no, know what was happening. Here. So wait, these Sorry. are five guys that... that no, no, three. Was, three guys. I'm only picking three. She's love, been engaged five three. times. Yes. Love She's is love, George. Love is love. Yes. No, love <laughs> is definitely love. But when he said he... I, he just confused me because I thought which okay like which part did he screw up the A Rod part or the J Lo part? All right, so I no, Ben a, Affleck. Well, go ahead. Yes, okay, okay yes, so we get it. Now. Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, A Rod, Mark Anthony, Scott. You can start this one. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. One for each. Uh, overrated, Ben Affleck for sure. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, I'm going overrated. A Rod, I'm going to call properly rated, and I'm going to say Mark Anthony is underrated. That's what I'm going to say. Hmm. I am going to say that Mark Anthony is properly rated. I'm going to say Ben Affleck is overrated. Yeah, there we go. And that A-Rod is underrated. <laughs> A-Rod is underrated. Why? Because of the comeback and everyone thought he was, he no, was left, be- for, uh, left on the curb, basically, in his, well, in his life, in his career? Well, because of his personality, I think he gets trashed or was getting trashed a lot more than what he should have because of his personality and not necessarily because of his play. So I, I will go with Ben Affleck is also overrated. I think he he's a good director. Like every yes. time he directs, it's good. Um, but his acting is, meh. um, and I would say that A Rod is properly rated. Uh, although I did, I did kind of hedge on this one. I didn't know which way to go on him and Mark Anthony. But I would say A Rod is properly rated. Um, I do, to your point though, LZ. Even from a baseball perspective, I do feel like he felt like the deer on Bud Selig's mantle, right? Because there were so many guys in that era that got uh, that had links to PEDs, but A Rod was the only one that served that kind of suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, so that felt odd, and maybe that's the. Uh, Latino uh, in me just kind of being like, hmm, why did he get singled out that way? Um, But um, And then, of course, Mark Anthony underrated because I do think that while I know how great his music is in both languages, English and Spanish, I don't think the world um, knows how great a performer he is, um, whether it's in concert or just, uh, you know, whether he sings in Spanish. Like, when you talk or sing in your first language, and yet are almost as good, if not equally as good, in your second language, that is damn impressive. So that's and, underrated for me. And, oh, by the way, he's a hell of an actor. Yeah, and he is. A, that's right. He is an excellent <laughs> actor as he's well. He's an excellent actor. Like, he's supposed to be what Liza Minnelli is in terms of, Correct. <laughs> in terms Correct. of popularity. He's yeah. that freaking good. All right, here's another oh, by the way. You know, you talk about A-Rod, and you say, well, you know, he was the the deer on the mantle of the commissioner of baseball. You know, in the end, A-Rod has had the last laugh because he went on to make a fortune playing, and his career is, I believe, very much rehabbed because he's polished and good-looking and on TV everywhere, and he's not just a baseball player turned baseball analyst anymore. Now he's become a... uh, you know, a, an investor, an entrepreneur, um, someone who has his own fund, who who really wants to be like an Ashton Kutcher of baseball guys. And so uh, in the end, things are going just great for A-Rod, I, I guess, unless unless J-Lo broke up with him. And and he came on with me and LZ and debated the best uh, candy bars not that long ago during the true. Dodgers World Series run. So there's that. Um, so there you have it. All right, that is overrated, underrated, properly rated. Speaking of the Dodgers, coming up next, we have great news if you're a Dodgers fan. Stick around. We are going to be back in 75 seconds. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Here's the remix. Mm. This is the Scott Kaplan remix. Janice, our social person who does a great job, remixed your awful dancing to uh, this little John zone. When I saw it, I was like, you know what? My dancing looks that much better. Not going to be able I to mean, sell Can LZ little John down. help, help uh, you know, little Cap there, LZ? <laughs> He's going to need a big John, George. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should get one of those tall boys that Greg was talking about. Uh, the extra hard yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. The Trulies, yeah. E- extra hard, yes, yes, yes. Um, you can get a Truly, maybe, at Dodger Stadium. They have all sorts of drinks there. Uh, Dodger Stadium and Angel Stadium are going to be allowed to have 20% capacity. So there will be approximately 11,000 fans at Dodger Stadium and 9,000 fans at Angel Stadium. And I, I feel like, look... Of all the places, and granted, I've been in an NBA arena with fans, but, uh, you know, in a small capacity. But if there was any way um, or any place I would feel most comfortable at a sporting event, it would be outdoors, Cap. It would be at a place like Dodger Stadium where I'm outdoors. You know, clearly you're still going to have to have a mask on. And, you know, moving around the concourses, they've been widened over the last couple years. You can come in from a – they have so many different entrances and exits – I think a baseball stadium actually makes a ton of sense to go to, even if you're someone that's been very cautious. Yeah, listen, I don't mean to sound flippant about it at all. I mean, I'd go, you know, and I haven't been vaccinated yet. I haven't taken shot one of two. I haven't taken shot one of one. Um, and, and I actually don't love crowds, but I don't love like a Mardi Gras, you can't move kind of crowd. A baseball game, no prob. But with 11,000, not even a question. Listen, if you told me I could go to Disneyland and on an average day there were 10,000 people in the park, but now there's only going to be 1,500 people, I'd love to go. Sounds great. You know, fast through the lines, ride every ride, go to a baseball game. Um, you know, there's not a lot of people around you because it's only 20% filled. You can get through the, the lines. I, I don't know how they're going to do food services and whatever, but still, it, I, I would go. I'm, I'm not, uh, I wear a mask. I, I'm willing to go and take that risk even not vaccinated. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm just more concerned about the workers. The you employees. Know? That is an interesting I, that, aspect of it, sure. Far too often, the overall narrative of this has not paid close attention to the frontline workers, the service industry, people who are out there being exposed to people all day, every day since last March. And so while I'm thrilled at the news of what's possible, I am more concerned about what's being done to make sure that all the workers are protected. So are we spacing out entry uh, time zones? You know, you can come in between this and this time and this group can come into this and this time. Are we um, still requiring masks outside of the stadium so that the parking attendant people are, are protected? Like I am just more concerned about those things because you guys are right. Once you're inside, as customers, as fans, you know, you're spread out, you're good, everything else. But the guy wearing the, or say, you know, getting the Dodger dogs, is that person, is she or he protected? Those are my concerns. Yeah, I hope so, because that same person that uh, might be handling the food or beverage or what have you, um, you want that person to be as safe and so that you can be as safe, because that person's going to be touching whatever you might be receiving. And so I'm with you. I mean, I think that it's super important that everybody is, is you know, te- when I say tested, maybe it's people's temperature that's tested as they come in, uh, making sure that people are wearing masks properly. You know, you know what bugs me is when I see people wearing a mask around their face, but it's underneath their nose. And I don't really have the guts to say to somebody like, yo, man, you mind like putting that mask up a little bit, bro? But like, make sure that people are wearing their masks right. So I think it's good news, though, because I think the next part of this is, is okay. If the president said yesterday that by May 1st, we're going to start every adult in America should possibly be vaccinated if they want to be by the end of May. If that happens, we're talking about like by June, July, August, 
will life come back to normal? Will we not be talking about 11,000? Will we be talking about 45,000? I mean, that, that to me is the encouraging part of we're at least starting the process of putting people back into ballparks. No, abs- absolutely. Uh, again, my concern is just more for those workers because there's, there's, social, there's certain things socioeconomically that we know. That if you're in a service industry and a frontline worker, chances are you don't have great health insurance. So if you were to become ill, who pays for that bill? Are you saddled with medical expenses that you know that you won't be in a position to pay for because you're in a job that doesn't pay you that much to begin with? Those questions, right? So I'm just always concerned about those workers because I don't believe that we've given enough um, credit to the sacrifices that these cashiers and Amazon workers have all sacrificed over this past awful 12 to 13 months dealing with this pandemic. And I don't want to continue to put them at risk just because I want to make sure I get to go see a baseball game. I want to make sure they're protected first so that I feel good about going to the baseball yeah, game. Yeah, and LZ, I, I think that, look, the city and the state um, have done, you know, look, in, in this, so much, there's been so much done um, in regards to caution that it has led to, in, at times, an uproar, right? Um, I, I don't see that, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm being naive, right? But I, I think that also the teams will also uh, want to make sure that these folks who work at these stadiums and arenas, whenever arenas get uh, involved here, um, are taken care of. Because we know that, for example, um, I, I, at some of these venues, they even kept paying them. Um, during the mm-hmm. pandemic, um, when there were no events. So I would be led to believe that they, because they've done stuff like that, that they would uh, have their old, their best interest at hand as well. But LZ, let me just tell you, man, I appreciate where your heart is on this, because look, let's face it, right? When the world shut down and many of us learned to work from home, the people you're talking about, the people that you're calling them the frontline workers or the food and beverage industry workers or people that were working in grocery stores or Amazon delivery people, they never stopped really going to work, you know, and and they needed to go to the store or the restaurant or the delivery job. They couldn't stop, you know, and, and didn't want to stop, you know, didn't want to sit home and, and collect. They wanted to be out there still working and doing their thing when, you know, that could have been an option. So, listen, I hear where your heart's at and all this. I think that if, if we're going to look at this in a positive way, the positivity in all of this is, look, in some form or fashion, life is coming back now, you know? And that, and that to me, is the good news in all of this, that whether it's the Angels, the Dodgers, the Padres, it doesn't matter. Uh, the fact that people are coming back into these ballparks indicates for a lot of people, oh, my goodness, like, exhale, Whew. We're coming out of this thing. And I think that's the message, at least the one I'm taking. I don't look at it as a positive or negative. I'm looking at it as pragmatism. And as I said, and we all know this because to your point, being able to work from home is a privilege. And it's an underreported privilege, but is it a privilege? And we know that the people who have really kept this country moving are taking risks every single day and have been since March. And so all I'm saying is, is I'm happy to hear that we have gotten to this point where we can have this conversation. I just want to make sure that in our glee of reopening and going back to quote-unquote normal, that we don't forget that we still need to protect these people who were there for us when we weren't there for them the way we needed to be. Let's go to Jason and Downey, who wants to talk about the Dodgers Stadium and Angel Stadium both reopening. What's up, Jason? What's up, guys? So I, I actually got to talk to you guys yesterday, and I told you guys I was getting married. Our our venue is literally down the street from Dodger Stadium, so that's the one hope I've been holding off on with the restrictions that they said. So at first, we, we thought we were going to have to cancel it, and then everything was kind of trending in the right way, and then no, they kind of told us that it's looking like a, we can only have a guest list of one like a 105, and we, we chopped it from 160 to 91. So we've been um, we're, we've just been hoping that we can get into a good tier so we can do it. And like LZ was saying about the workers, um, I've been a, I'm a, I've been a postal carrier, and I'm actually a COVID survivor. I caught it I caught it um, December 20th, and luckily there has been no repercussions from it. So I know I'm I'm one of the lucky ones that actually have to do it. And we're actually having problems trying to get the rollout to us. I'm I'm getting my vaccination, but a bunch of my coworkers did what Mace did and asked for ask for extra. So I'm hoping when we go back to these stadiums and these arenas, I'm hoping those people are vaccinated because they shouldn't have to 
put their lives on the line just to, you know, just to make a living wage because I'm pretty sure, you know, they've been waiting for that. Have a great day, boys. All right, Jason. Thank you, buddy. Have yeah. a great weekend. 877-710-ESPN if you want to hop aboard. By the way, uh, we are going to have a special guest coming up at 5 o'clock, Coach, uh, Coach Jason Negro, the head coach of St. John Bosco's. Uh, St. John ba- St. John's Bosco, excuse me. St. John's Bosco. Um, they are playing Sierra Canyon this week. It's a huge football game, local football game. So we're going to have uh, Coach Jason Negro on in uh, a little bit. Coach Jason Negro is uh, the national championship head coach of St. John's Bosco. So uh, we will chat with the coach here in a few minutes. But just let me another in. indication, just another indication, George, of, of what we were just talking about, though, about you know people starting to feel like life is coming back in some way. They're going to go to Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium. High school football tonight, this game you're talking about tomorrow night. I mean, high school football, after all this time, these kids are going to get out there and play high school football before this school year even ends, before they're even back in school. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let me sneak in Robert in Venice. Robert, what's up? How you guys doing? Happy Friday. Happy so, Friday. You guys about like 10 years ago, there was the bath salt craze where everybody was tweaking on bath salts to get high. That reminds me of Caps dancing. I checked it out online and uh, not, not right. sure what he was thinking, but there's something extra going on there. I don't think it was just Baca he was on. Wow. It was Chardonnay, dog. <laughs> no, but honestly, you know, I, I think if it's P.J. Tucker for the Lakers, I, you know, clearly the Gasol experiment's not working. We miss Howard. We miss, you know, McGee. We need a rebounder, a rim protector. Just look at the rebounds per game in the box score. That's where we're hurting. And in the playoffs, we'll need – someone just to grab boards. And also, I'm not convinced that Schroeder is an upgrade as far as the fourth quarter in the playoffs. Certainly, he's a way better player than Rondo, but in the fourth quarter with five, six minutes left when the game slows down, Schroeder needs to prove himself, and I think we're going to miss Rondo. Oh, I don't know. I feel like he's been so good late in games. Um, I, I, maybe it were, I, I mean, maybe we're just watching different games or, you know, or whatever, but um, LZ, like real quick, because we don't we don't have much time here. But um, like, do you have an I, issue with Schroeder? Late I don't games? have an issue with Schroeder. I just side with the caller that we know where Rondo is in critical moments in the postseason. We don't with Dennis, so that's a question mark. I mean, you know how I feel about Rondo. I I know he was great last year in the in the playoffs. All, he has the nickname for a reason, George. I, I, I would take <laughs> like Dennis Schroeder it, ten it out of ten have, times. You can over, do that, but he has the nickname for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not even going to be in the playoffs this year, probably. So we won't, we won't know how. But he has the nickname for a reason. So, what it is? Yeah, Coach Jason Negro, St. John Bosco. They're playing Sierra Canyon, big game, national championship head coach coming up. He's going to join us in a couple minutes. We are back in three.